Hello, this is a special, special little um, extra something something. Uh, as you know, if you have been following me on the Instagram, by the way, the, the background sound is my uh, washing machine and my dehumidifier because I'm doing so well, <laughs> so well in life. Uh, what I was going to say is if you followed me on Instagram, you can see my, uh, my journey towards becoming uh, an influencer and it's going quite well I feel like I'm influencing a lot I uh, actually just fell upon fell upon fell fell over no <laughs> found I found uh, an article that stumbled upon that was what I wanted to say I stumbled upon an article uh, called um, influencers are not your best friends which is about how influencers just want to sell a bunch of things and then get money for it without it being like ethical or like without them actually using the products whatever i as an influencer will never do that i promise you as you may have seen in my um controversial uh paper chase video then uh, i will always be honest with you about my emotions towards the things that i sell to you anyways this is not something i'm selling it's actually very free but i will use my influencing powers to um, direct your attention towards this amazing project. So it's called Anthems. It's a collection of 31 original manifestos, speeches, stories, and poems that celebrates what it means to be a woman. So each episode is released across International Women's Month, which is, is March, isn't it? In a way, isn't all every month international no it's not because of sexism um so they're all uh written and voiced by some i mean some actually incredible people right so the women of the receipts podcast is there a uh, syrian poet and activist uh lisa lux and oh ruby tando and so many more so the episode that i will allow you to listen to in a tiny bit uh, the one that I'm sharing with you, with the one that I'm sharing with you today, you're gonna get all of my speech errors in this one because my my editor is not gonna gonna touch this one because <laughs> I'm just gonna upload it myself. Oh my god, I'm a real person now. Um, the episode that I'm sharing with you today is voiced by award-winning author and performance poet Laura Dockrell. Uh, so each episode begins with a word of the day, and Laura's Laura's word is. Sir Thrival. I fucking love that. I'm sure that like this is why I wanted you to to be introduced to this project because since I heard about it, which was actually a few weeks ago, I was a big, 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 big fan of it. And if I'm a fan of it, you're a fan of it. They're super short as well, so it's like a really good, you know. Oh, it's the first of March. Well, it's not be the first of March. It's the second of March. It's the third of March. It's the fourth of March etc for the rest of March you go and you you download the episode and then you just lie in bed and listen to eight minutes of super power power do you know what I mean <laughs> anyway so you want to hear a bunch of kick-ass women go and search for anthems wherever you are listening to your podcasts here is the first episode This is Anthems. Hello, 
My name is Laura Dockrell and I'm an author and your word of the day is survival. My brain breaking is the best thing that ever happened to me, truly. I am so grateful. In fact, I feel a bit sorry for the before my brain broke version of myself that was going around with a not broken brain, worrying about what I'd do if it ever did break. How would I cope? How would I manage? Wait, what if, what if, what if, what ifing the hell out of my entire life? What ifing myself to the grave before I'd even had a chance to break out of the womb? It reminds me of hide and seek in the playground when I was small, where I'd prefer to give myself up before the seeker even found me. I was so scared of what was to come. Maybe we're all just trying to not go mad, like that maybe is the aim of the game here. Actually, now I say that, I'll be honest, I'm not even exactly entirely sure I thought it would happen to me. I think I thought I just wasn't one of those people that went mad. It wasn't on my radar that I was lucky to have such solid mental health. It makes me laugh. It's like going around and thinking you're not one of those people that gets hit by cars, that gets food poisoning, cancer, redundant, raped, heartbroken. It's like thinking you're immune. And I think about all the silly little things I used to care about, worry about, get upset about, the things that used to scare me, and I think, ha, yeah, because something so scary happened to me, something that I didn't prepare for or troubleshoot or imaginary catastrophe panic about, something that wasn't on my naive long list of bewares, something that I didn't even know existed until it tried to kill me. And guess what? I survived it. And that life shock is a gift. To find that out at 32 years old is a massive, ginormous gift. It's a passport, a freedom pass, a collect 200 on the Monopoly board and don't look back, a pearl. When you survive, no, I'll say thrive, what you were most scared of, you then become more immune than you ever once were. It is the closest you can get to being immortal. Not only because you no longer bully your brain with the pointless mundane anxieties of day-to-day whateverness, so what, you missed your train, you don't fit back in your jeans, you drank too much last night, forget your point in a serious meeting, lock yourself out or your sister isn't paying you back your 20 quid, so what? These seem small, but trust me, they add up. But also, and this is the biggie, you know that whatever life throws at you next, you will 1,000 million percent without fail cope, endure, stand, manage, deal and survive, thrive it. You might come out the other side of it looking like you've been involved in a shark attack. I mean, as I write this, I'm looking pretty shark attacked myself and the new wrinkles around your pretty shiny eyes and greys on your head might be real, boy, but you would have survived. And guess who would have done all the bum work? You. And that strong person that you've always wanted to be, you will be it. We are not scared anymore. We realise that we are the scary ones. We are formidable. A sabre-toothed tiger. A wasp. A cockroach. No, maybe that's too aggressive. We don't need to fight. We don't have to. See yourself as a whale. A calm, peaceful whale. Too deep? Okay, a hummingbird. Do they glide? Any bird that glides will be that. We are that. Graceful. A happy little cloud. Doing our thing. Floating past. Floating through. See yourself as you. We don't fight because fighting stirs up the very feelings in us that we want to avoid. So we deck chair the hell out of ourselves. But no, we're not rolling over like victims, asking for it like mugs, inviting it or resigning to it. No, we are saying, I accept you, it, this, whatever it is that you believe is disturbing you so badly. And we say, okay, you, you do you, but I'm going to do me. I'm cool. I'm good over here. And I know you'll be gone soon. You'll leave like you always do. I know it will pass. 
It's easy, isn't it, once you've gone there, to think, oh, what if I go back? But we won't. And if we do, we'll survive. Just like the last time we've done it before, we can do it again. And to quote Kelly Clarkson, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger anyway. P.S. We are athletes. Look at us. We've arisen from the depths, boy. Think I'm going to be quiet about this shit? No. When people say that illness is a weakness, ha. Okay. We are lifting every day, bitch. Bye. And we will recover. Just like we did the last time. And the time before that, if we need to. Float past panic. Float past fear. That beating in your chest, it's your heart. Let it beat. That's its job, so good for it. You are alive, feel, and you will float back up to the surface where you belong. You will recover. Just look at you. You already are. And there's no point saying, but why should I have to? Except this is your deal. We carry it with us like any other scar, but it does not weigh us down. We own it, no, even better. We protect it. This is yours now. Congratulations-ish. I'm walking through the flames. My life is on fire. Better to be in the flames than in the darkness. Boy, do not be in the darkness. Find a fire, any kind of fire. Preferably not an actual literal fire unless it's a really safe one, as in i.e. an actual fireplace. But the hug of a friend, a handhold, stroke an animal, eat a bowl of hot soup, sip tea, eat a scotch bonnet, laugh, exercise, sunshine, snuggle, snuggle, cosy, warm yourself up. That body, that battering you took, you didn't deserve it, you didn't. But who the hell deserves anything in this life? Now, we are plugged into the universe, a part of something bigger. This is the stuff old people are talking about, you know, when they say life is hard, that it's tough, that it's rough, that it's painful and draining, that heartache is real, that grief is real, that relationships take work. They aren't talking about redundancy and tax bills, they're talking about this stuff, about panic, fear, Sickness, illness, shame, asking for help, feeling actually mad, weird, alone, scared, confused, broken. You might even think, is this fucking thing worth it? Of course it's worth it. It takes courage, patience, strength. It's not about magical superstitious thinking, positive mantras, fate, wishes. But there's goodness, real, actual good in people, places, things, food. There is, keep them close, source them. Of course there's goodness. There is plenty, more than enough in you. Own it, own yourself, your agency, your head and your body. Own your feelings, own your illness, your recovery. By shame, by guilt, by fear, by self-doubt and self-pity too. We haven't got time or space for you and we never liked you anyway. Hold yourself up proud like a trophy. Once the bubble popped, my rose-tinted glasses whipped off in the hurricane I nearly died inside, and I saw things I could not unsee. Those glasses smashed to the floor into a trillion pieces, boy, and I thought I'm never going to be able to live again. But I still, even though I saw the world for its real monsters, and trust me, they don't look like the monsters you've seen on TV, I still love life. I promise. I still believe in it. There is so much to live for. And as for you, 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 you will laugh again, you'll read again, you'll concentrate again, you will go for lunch with your friends, you will sit in the sunny beer garden again, you will go to a gig and dance, you will kiss again, you'll be able to think of something else again, you will squeeze fruit in the supermarket, you will cry at a film, you will blow out your candles on your birthday cake, but until then, do whatever you need to do, you cry, scream, sleep, stay in bed, be loud, be quiet, rage, roar, write, play, party, cancel, but do not give up, do not give 
give in. There are things that can help you. Air, sun, water, food, friends, family, sleep. Anything else on top of that is a friggin' bonus. And as I write this, there is a little boy that has run past my window shouting to his baby brother, run! I don't know why we're running, but run! And I think that's a little bit what we're doing and should keep doing until the track ends, until we're breathless, until the blood is pumping, the endorphins kick in and we're really fucking proud of ourselves. So I say good morning, hello life, we are here boy, you better make room. definition of survival is surviving something that has tried to kill you and coming out the other side of it not only alive but thriven.